Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Now and Then. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. I don't know why I said my whole name, felt like doing it. Um, but yeah, hi, how's it going? Um, hopefully, you know, you've been good since we last talked. Uh, I myself have been doing pretty well. Um, finally did my groceries for the week or today, I don't know. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, I've been chilling. Watching a lot of uh, Hell's Kitchen. Um, I think I'm giving up on you. I don't know, dude. The the Netflix show, not you as a person. Um, but um, kind of getting back into some of my roots, my classic reality TV, you know. Um, also, I've been kind of watching some internet stuff, uh, Halo Infinite tournaments and whatnot. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, life-wise, I mean, you kind of already know the, the skinny... Um, so we can get into some news. Um, some of the bigger, I guess, headlines for the week I wanted to cover today um, for our now episode, you know. Um, but for starters, I want to kick it off. Um, a bittersweet note, mostly sweet in a way, um, but got this from Yahoo Sports. Uh, Nasser abuse survivors reached $380 million settlement with the USA Gymnastics. Um, so essentially this has kind of been like a, a deal that's long time coming, uh, 500 plus, uh, survivors of sexual abuse at the hands of Larry Nasser. Um, essentially, um, I kind of first really started hearing more about this during the Olympics, um, with, uh, Simone Baez, uh, essentially that was like, oh, okay. Like she was one of the victims and she was, you know, dealing with this case leading up to it you know she had been making statements and things of that nature um and um it it wasn't something that she had alleged or said like oh this is part of the reason why i wasn't focused or anything like that but it was definitely something that just brought she wanted to bring the light talked about when it you know came up um so i uh didn't know exactly when i was going to wind up talking about it if you know, it's definitely kind of hard to cover these kind of subjects, um, especially just as a man, I feel like, too. Um, it's a little a little hard, a little hard for me to broach. It's not something that I feel like I have a lot of insight on. Uh, but at the same time, definitely something I wanted to talk about and bring to light. Because, um, I mean, this Larry Nasser guy was a huge piece of shit. Um, and he's still alive. Um, I believe in the article, it doesn't say what time he's facing. Maybe I can look it up, though. Um but like I said, I mean, it wasn't just Simone who was in, involved in this. It was 500 plus people. Um, I think in the article, though, it does say who was the first. Uh, yeah. Rachel Din Holander um, was one of the first people to was the first woman to speak forward and uh, publicly accuse him of sexual abuse. Um, and she said she is, you know, she's happy to hear things, but obviously the work is not done. Uh, part of the uh, settlement I also heard was um, now there's going to be more awareness brought up. And then also that there's people involved in the suit who are going to be put into positions to kind of help, you know, educate, inform, kind of, um, you know, look at and enforce things in into the community of the gymnastics. Um, but they call it the USAG. 
Um, there's a lot of acronyms in here. Um, but also not just the USA um, gymnastics, but also the Olympics were also involved too. And and I say bittersweet because obviously, you know, the good news is, hey, you know, this guy has been long apprehended. We're finally getting money in terms of like settlement talked about. But I mean, 380 uh, million is a big number, but it's guaranteed this should have been more. And also just not to mention, it was pulling teeth to get um, all the parties involved to say, okay, yes, there's fault here. We allowed this abuse to go on. We didn't do anything about it. Not just that, like also ignored the women who were speaking up, the girls who were speaking up about the shit. So, I mean, there's a lot on their hands that they literally are just saying, okay, okay, okay. You're, you're twisting your arm hard enough. We'll give you this amount. So, you know, good that there was a settlement reached, but sad that it definitely had to come to this, that, you know, this wasn't stopped sooner. Um, hopefully, you know, in the future that more will be put in place so that these things don't happen. Um, so there was that. Um, also an update on our boy Cuomo. Um, I guess I got to start getting specific. Uh, this is the Andrew Cuomo, um, the, the governor, the bigger Cuomo. Um, let's see, I got this from Politico, but uh, Cuomo's going to have to give back $5.1 million for the book deal. Um, he had a book deal. Let's see what it's called. It's his memoir, uh, American Crisis, Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic. Um, he made this book in um, October of 2020. Uh, it's kind of a riot that he made this fucking book, considering that really the only thing he was really good at doing was covering up nursing home numbers on COVID-19 so that he didn't have to really bear the brunt of that while he was getting Emmys and all this bullshit and talking about this uh, cool book he was working on. So, you know, book came out. He has gotten a chunk of the money, but essentially uh, the Joint Commission on Public Ethics, uh, they revoked this authorization. So saying he can't make this money and he has to give the money he's received back. And um, essentially... Cuomo was like, okay, he's not going to fight that or whatever. He's not going to fight for authorization on a, you know, new authorization on his book, but he is not planning on giving the money back. Um, essentially, his attorney said, uh, J, J. Cope, uh, which is the acronym for the thing I just mentioned, uh, J. Cope's actions today are unconstitutional, exceed its own authority, and appear to be driven by political interests rather than the facts and the law. And the law. Um, so, I mean, it sounds like they're ready to fight this if they're going to get pressed about it. Um, like I said, he had an initial payment of $3.12 million, but he's pretty much saying the money's already spent. He's donated some. Um, he's put in a trust for his three daughters. Um, so it's like, even if they, he had the money, he, he can't give it back, and he's not going to. So, so we'll see how that unfolds. I mean, the Cuomos are definitely in the soup um, it's looking like their 2022 is going to be um, interesting. Um, also, speaking of which, this is uh, the Christmas episode. Uh, surprise, surprise. Ha, 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 ha. Follow la, la. Um, Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, I know I'm saying that midway, but um, yeah, I, I kind of did the math beforehand. And, you know, then, of course, I took a shot and had some beer. And yeah, so, you know, Merry Christmas and all that. Um I have no segue. There's no segue to here. Um, I'm going to smoke some weed, though, instead.
But anywho, um, our next article, we're talking tech. I uh, got this from The Verge. Um, school Schools across the U.S. Uh, cancel classes over unconfirmed TikTok threats. Um, this is interesting. I always kind of like to see when our social media stuff, our technical stuff kind of bubbles up to a headline. Uh, this is one of those times. Um, a lot of, uh, what I've been seeing, at least from this article was that like, it was unfounded, at least from like districts in California, Texas, uh, Minnesota, Missouri. Um, there wasn't anything that was like actually reported. Like there wasn't like a certified TikTok, some guy saying like, Hey, I'm going to like, you know, bomb shoot the school or whatever. But like, there were posts saying like, Oh, I'm not going to come to school. Cause I'm worried about this, you know, this thing this bombing, this thing is going to happen on this day. And, um, so classes on the 17th for some places were going to cancel some work, you know, some just up police security or what have you. Um, and schools are still open. Um, there were some other cases though, where like the school wasn't necessarily like there wasn't a school that said they saw the TikTok specifically, but they were actually heeding the threat saying like, okay, you know, this specific school was mentioned. So we're going to just, you know, call off for the day. Um, let's see, I believe one was in Little Falls, Minnesota. Yeah. Um, so they opted to cancel on Friday. Um, so, I mean, I totally get it. I think people are still surprised that, um, like, oh my gosh, like people are using, you know, social media and people are using TikToks to like do all this crazy stuff. And it's like, I mean, it's just not uncommon. And especially sometimes people do this stuff for attention. Um, I remember back in the day, people would call in the bomb threats. That was a fucking thing. That was really weird and cringy. Um, hell at my place of work. I know there was like times where people had like pulled fire alarms, I believe, and shit like that. Like that was something that became a thing. Like people will do things either for attention or because they want to like cause a problem. Shit's weird and not cool. Like really fucked up. Um, I don't know if there's going to be like more to the story, you know, if this is kind of like one of those flash in the pans, so I would expect to see and hear more kind of stories like this. Cause I mean, just cause it's a new platform or new medium that's being used. Like I said, I, I don't think this is like a new thing. I think people tales of time, people want to try to do a little prank or do a little thing, but like, you know, it's a scary thing and it, it jams up production. It's not worth it. You know what I mean? Like, I remember finding out like how much it costs to have a firefighter come to, you know, potentially put out a fire that hasn't even been, it's not a real thing. You know what I mean? It's a lot of money. Um, and then just, I can imagine, you know, having a whole police detail increase in your school for threats. that's not even there. You know, it, it's, it's some wild shit and people just want to fuck around and uh, think it's a laugh or because they want a day off. And it's like, that's just not the way to go about it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's not something we advocate here now and then, um, in other news, uh, which is not surprising to me, uh, Manchin says he won't vote for the Build Back Better Act. Um, now if you've been, you know, keeping up with the Joneses here now and then, this is something that we've been kind of covering, like I said, with Manchin or Cinema in tandem, they've both been kind of wrangling the whole fucking Democratic Party saying like, hey. We want to we want to play ball here. We want to work with you, but you got to make things sensible for us and our constituents. Blah 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 fucking blah. But looking at it, it's all been bullshit. It's all been a fucking lie. And uh, Mansion is you know definitely taking the reins. 
uh, kind of like what I said for earlier in the last episode with the Charlemagne Kamala Harris interview, where Charlemagne asked, who is the real president? And I initially heard that headline and I thought this is like about Trump or whatever. But no, Charlemagne was talking some real shit. He is essentially asked her, he's like, is Joe Biden actually a president or is it really Joe Manchin? Like, who's really actually running the show here? Because it sounds like Manchin really is. And there was talks um, earlier, Manchin and Biden had conversation where he had already told him, like, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here for it. And this, this is all on its face. This is part of the reason why he said, hey, I want the bill split up. I don't want them together because if they both go together and I have to vote yes for this, I won't do it. He was just very pretty much point blank about it. But he kept trying to say, like, I'm trying to work with you guys. I'm trying to work with you. And now he's finally in the final hour post the split, which we all knew. He's saying, no, I'm not going to work. I'm not going to I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to let it happen. Uh, Biden keeps talking that good shit like he's the boss. Like he's like, hey, I got it. It's just not going to happen this week, but I'll work them down. Um, but I don't know, man. I don't see Biden cutting through the malarkey on this one. Um, and I mean, this really, in my opinion, I thought this was going to be an easy win. And it really wasn't, and that's a shame. Um, I was happy to hear uh, Bernie Sanders talk that shit, though. Uh, that was always cool. Um, let's see. I got a quote from him here. Um, I think he's going to have a lot of explaining to do to the people of West Virginia. Um, I hope that he will bring a strong bill to the floor of the Senate as soon as we can, as soon as we can, and let man let Mr. Manchin explain to the people of West Virginia why he doesn't have the guts to stand up to uh, the powerful special interests. And those people are pretty much the people who are paying him, you know, backing his fucking, you know, paycheck, his fucking little houseboat. Um, and I mean, I'm glad Sanders is at least saying it. Um, you know, goddamn someone should. And it's a shame that our fucking president can't actually get to work and do what he's supposed to do. I mean, he already fucking came out and said, hey, I'm not going to cancel the school debt like I said I was. Turns out I'm not that progressive. And also, he's just letting this shit happen. And it's to the point of me where I really do feel like, you know, it's to the point where it's like, yeah, dude, not only are you not fighting, you're letting it happen, in my opinion. Like, there's no shot that a senator just gets to come through here and strong arm you and tell you what to do. Like, these were your proposal. These were your plans. This is your your shit. And you're letting it fall to the wayside because you don't care enough, in my opinion. Um, and I think it's fucked up. Um, so it kind of is what it is. Uh, you know, we'll keep you posted as it unravels. But, I mean, it's the end of the year now. Um, Congress is pretty much going to slip into a lull. And we're going to kind of wake up, and it is going to be 2022. And I don't know if this shit's going to be done. For real. So, um. But I got some good news to close out on. I wanted to add some levity here. At least I feel like it's good news. Um, but the got this from ABC News. Um, the FDA lifts restriction on abortion pill uh, permanently allowing delivery by mail. Uh, apparently, this was something that was kind of an ongoing thing. Um, I guess towards the tail end of the Trump administration, they were kind of trying to fight this or rein it in. But like with COVID, it kind of pushed things to a head. But essentially. You could get this uh, pill. What is it called? Uh, Mephistone? Jeez. Uh, I'm going to botch this pronunciation. My Pristone. My Pristone. Pristone. No, it's definitely not Italian. I don't know. But uh, Mephistone. And essentially, you could go to your doctor 
and this is an abortion pill. So should I believe, believe you're 12 weeks um, up to then in your pregnancy, you can meet up with a doctor. He would give you this pill and you could then take it in front of him. You could take it in your car, wherever you just, as long as you were like, no, I think it's 12 weeks and not beyond 14 or something like that. So 12, I believe is a limit. Um, but you could take this pill and you would have this abortion. And I mean, essentially this is kind of what looks like to become the new counter because, you know, during the COVID situation, instead of trying to put the kibosh on it, which I believe the Trump administration was trying to do, it kind of got flipped. And now it's like, no, we're just going to fully allow this and you can just get it by mail. Now you don't have to even meet up with a doctor now, I believe. So that's pretty cool. I think that's something that's going to help women now in general, but also, you know, if you are in a rural area, it gives you a better shot of getting this pill and not having to go out of your way to just meet up with your doctor to get the pill that you're already going to get. You know what I mean? It just cuts out that middleman process. I think it's pretty sweet. Um, so there's a, a win there, <laughs> silver lining, but definitely more needs to be done. I hope that this is just the beginning. I mean, I guess for better or worse it is because, you know, it's probably something that's going to get fought. Um I know on a state level too, it can be criminalized, but I do feel like trying to stop and sort of the mail is going to be something that would be pretty hard to, to do. But I mean, I know that people who are anti-abortion, they are always up for the fight. <laughs> they feel like usually it's some kind of like holy initiative given to them by their God or whatever to do this. So whatever, <laughs> but, um, Thank you for kicking it with me. Um, it's been a holly jolly time. Like I said, I'm trying to make this as festival as possible, guys. Um, there's no jingle jangle. Um, but um, I will say it's been a pleasure. I say, dare say, a gift um, that you listen, that you tune in. Um, I'm, I'm not, we're not worthy. We are not worthy. Um, thank you so much. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to gush again before the end of the year. But um, this is my time to give you guys flowers. Uh, thank you so, so much. Um, honestly, that is the biggest payoff is knowing that there's someone out there, there are people out there that are tuning in and actually give a shit. And um, yeah, it's it's very much appreciated. Um, also, you know, this is the time where we shill. Um, we got that Patreon is now and then podcast at patreon.com. Uh, if you throw us five bucks, we'll shout out your name, uh, whoever you want, whatever you want to talk about, whatever you want us to talk about, we'll say for a second, you know, more or less, you'll, we'll give you the floor through our mouth. Yeah, said that. Um, but let's see. Also, we got an Instagram. If you want to see the pictures, uh, that's now and then podcast. Also, we got a Twitter that's now underscore Brad and our Facebook is now Brad. Um, you see all the the socials, all the the Joneses you can keep up with. Um, on Spotify, you should hit the bell, follow us. They might have a rating system now. I think I'm starting to see that on certain things. Uh, if so, if you see that, give us five stars um, as well on Apple Podcasts, anywhere else. Uh, top rates, high reviews, please. We appreciate it. Um, and that's about it. Um, you guys stay warm and cozy out there. Uh, we'll see you next time. We love you so much. Um, have a good one. Stay safe. Bye. Mwah.